Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore and Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you listen on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify. Definitely press five star if you love my show. That kind of shit really helps. On Spotify now, what's really fun is they have polls. I run polls over there, and there is a place to comment on the episodes. I get so excited when I get some comments on Spotify. So if you have a comment about an episode, I post some questions over there to get the conversation going. Definitely give your two cents. I love hearing what people think about the episodes and the topic that we're discussing. Now, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because... People remain anonymous on the show. I change everybody's voices. If you don't want to be anonymous, you don't have to, but most people do. I change voices. I change names. If you want to be on the show, just send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Now listen, if you have just a naughty confession, you want to be aired on one of my naughty confessions episodes, you could call my confessions hotline. The number's 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on my confessions hotline. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. But make sure when you leave it, you're in a very quiet place and you speak clearly and you have on a good headset, okay? Now, most of these confessions, they're not aired on an episode. They're posted on my Patreon. My Patreon is super fun. It's like a very big community at this point. I have over 2,100 people on my Patreon signed up. Uh, my Patreon for just $5 a month, you get all of my episodes early and ad-free. You get Q&As. I do them probably like every other month where I answer any kind of questions that my Patreon members have. You also get anonymous pics of every female guest that has ever been on my show. They're all over there. Hot pics, like sexy pics, rated R pics are all there. And then you also get access to my private Discord channel, which is not R-rated. It's X-rated, okay? <laughs> and there's a big community over there of like-minded people all chatting with each other. I don't get involved in my discord channel but it's a great place for you to go and talk to some of my guests go on there they post their x-rated pictures on there other people and listeners who are in the discord get to post whatever they want post videos post pictures if you want to sign up for my patreon like i said it's only five dollars a month you could cancel at any time go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast that's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast now listen all the information i just gave you 
all of the links and everything will be in the description. So if you're driving, don't worry. Just go to the description later. So today is a confessions episode and I have curated some really good confessions <laughs> in this one. Some crazy confessions. We start off with a guy who is living his best life with his second wife. He came from a terrible marriage, no sex, bad sex, <laughs> then started living it up, letting his freak flag fly and met another woman who had a past of her own and together they are doing all kinds of crazy things. He talks about that. I talk about that as well. And then you hear from a guy who not only wants his wife to sleep with other men and she's down, he wants his wife to sleep with his brother. <laughs> Thank God his brother's married. You got to hear that whole confession. Next, we hear from a guy who goes to a massage parlor and gets happy endings and sometimes blowjobs and he's wondering if it's cheating or not. <laughs> wait until you hear that one. And I follow that one with another guy who is going to massage parlors who happens to be getting prostate massages when he goes there. It kind of happened by accident. He didn't realize what was happening the first time, but he continues to go back. And every time he goes back, everyone at this place knows exactly what to do and exactly where to go to give him a prostate orgasm. So we talk a lot about massage parlors at some point in this episode. Then you hear from a bisexual guy who is so explicit and dirty in his confession. He loves big dick. He loves big black dicks. He's got a black partner. He's a white guy. His partner set up a gangbang and he talks about it. He talks about it so hardcore that I was like thinking maybe I should bleep out some of this shit. <laughs> I don't know. I talk about that confession a lot afterwards. Then we hear from a cuckold who's got a micro penis who knew loves that he's got a micro penis and also loves the fact that his wife has denied him sex for 39 years. She goes out and fucks other guys and never fucks him and he loves it and he's happy and they're successful in their hot wife cuck situation. Uh, he's a very extreme cuck. I talk a lot about that whole scenario. Most of the time that shit doesn't work out. He's here to say that it does. You got to listen to his confession. And then we end with a guy looking for some advice. I always like to end with the ones looking for advice. He's a kinky guy that has always been to a lot of different things. He's got a vanilla girlfriend. He's got her into some kinky things. He's definitely pushing her uh, out of her vanilla comfort zone. He has been in the lifestyle before he talks about that. And then he talks about all the kinky things that he's gotten into her into. What he eventually wants her to get into is the whole hot wifing scenario. He wants her to go out and fuck other guys. And I give him a lot of good advice about that. I talk a lot about all the other confessions. I always give my critique afterwards. That's how these confession episodes run. You'll hear the confession and then you'll hear me talk about it and then the next confession and then we talk about it and then some. I go off on <laughs> massage parlors and what I know about them from my friends. I talk a lot about how you should bring up the hot wifing thing to your girl and how and what, how you shouldn't do it, uh, because it's been sprung on me in the most wrong way possible. I talk about extreme cuckolds and how and why that typically goes wrong, even though it didn't in this guy's situation. And I talk about a whole lot more. You're going to dig these confessions. They're all over the place. It's a bunch of different ones, uh, but they're all interesting. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with the first confession. This 
Hi, this is Jesse, and the topic was my 20-year emotionally abusive, sexually strict marriage ended, and so I went on a exploration to figure out what I wanted out of relationships and sexuality, and so uh, I ended up hooking up with some amazing women overseas on work trips, had some crazy experiences with sex workers here in the U.S., and a couple of group experiences with friends. And then I ended up meeting my wife, the love of my life. We have an amazing love life. We've tried a few things, swapped with neighbors and a couple of attempts at threesomes. I uh, haven't figured that all out yet, but she kind of has a wild and exotic backstory that's inspirational. We've done some really fun role-playing and cosplay activities that have been really sexy. So that's the summary. And again, this is Jesse. Thanks. Okay, Jesse's living the life, right? Had a first marriage, 20 years of emotional abuse, no sex. It sounds like his girl was uptight. He said sexually strict, right? Or something like that. <laughs> I'm assuming that meant that she didn't like to do anything out of the norm. And now he's swapping with his neighbors. Him and his girl are trying to have threesomes and he's totally in love. And let me tell you, I have heard this story so many times. That first person that people wound up with 20 years ago, they never told that person what they were into. 20 years ago, people didn't talk about sex and weren't as open about sex as they are now. So people were way less likely to bring up their kinks and all the shit that they're into is a big fat secret. And that is with men and women. It's not like women don't have sexual fantasies. It's not like women are not sexual beings, but women have to worry about putting their sexual fantasies out there because there's a big stigma attached to women who really like sex. She's called a slut, a whore. Sometimes a, a guy doesn't look at them as wifey material. You know how many times guys told me like, you're not the girl you marry, you're the girl you fuck. <laughs> right. No, I'm the girl you marry second. Okay. <laughs> That's true. There is such a difference between first wife material and second wife material. You're checking off different boxes when you get married the first time. That person you marry, you're bringing them home to your family. They're going to be the, the parent to your child. You're going to raise kids with that person. But I think in second marriage, people have been there, done that. They checked off all those boxes. They read the book. They did what they were supposed to. They satisfied their family. Everything's good to go. Now they could just be with whoever they want. I can't tell you how many times I hear people in new relationships who are swinging and doing all kinds of crazy things with each other. And they've been doing it from the get-go. Turns out these were people that had all these fantasies, both men and women, not just men, women that wanted to swing and fuck different people and go to swingers clubs. But they, these people never told their first partner. They had vanilla sex their whole life. Both people were not happy, but neither person brought their fantasies to the table because I think it's super scary to do that. And unfortunately, the longer you've been with somebody, the more weird it's going to sound, right? And the more uncomfortable it is to do that. But it's super easy to do it with a total stranger. It's the same thing with cheating scenarios. How many people are cheating and living at all their fantasies with their cheating partner? That's the person they're honest with. They can't be that honest with their partner at home because like I said, they've been with them so long, their partner would be like, who the fuck are you? And I get that. It's an unfortunate thing. So the moral of the story is anyone that's listening that just got a divorce and is depressed and like, oh my God, I lost 
my wife, whatever. If she was vanilla, don't worry. Maybe there's a girl out there that you could live out all your fantasies with. Just be honest. Go into your next relationship being up front and open. There are so many apps now where you could put everything you want on the table right from the get-go. And there's a lot of people that are going to be like, I'm on the same page. We just didn't know that 20 years ago because it was a very different world. 20, 30 years ago, people were so much more conservative. So the good news is if people are out there, whether you're a man or a woman and you're looking for partner number two, be open about your shit so you can live out your next half of your life happy doing what you want to do. Be open about your fantasies. It doesn't mean that you need to be like these people couple swapping and having threesomes. It could just be anything different that you hadn't done in your first relationship. I think, unfortunately, the beginning of his confession, married 20 years, emotionally abusive, terrible marriage, no sex is common. And the second part of his story is great for people to hear because you too could be like Jesse. You can meet the love of your life the second, third time around. Just be more honest with what you want and who you are. And when you do that, somebody as honest as you is going to show up in your life. I believe more than anything that whatever is sitting across from you for better or for worse is equal to where you're at in your life. So if you haven't found that person yet, work on yourself, evolve as much as you can, be more open, be more honest with yourself, be more everything. Cause the more you do all that stuff, the more chance you have of meeting somebody that's perfect for you and living your best life like Jesse. Anyway, on to the next confession. Hello, I've been married between six and 10 years. I'm not going to say exactly how many. I'm trying to stay as anonymous as possible. I've been for a while now open with my wife about me wanting to see her with other guys. And one thing that I guess really turns her on and turns me on a lot too. It turns me on a ton, way more than it turns her on probably even. But I have this fantasy of seeing her with my, actually with my younger brother. Not necessarily seeing it, but at least hearing about it. He is well hung and I only know this because we played football together, but yeah. So that's my biggest fantasy. She has actually never slept with another guy yet, but we are kind of in the process of working on that. So she's finally open to doing that and something we haven't done yet, but we're about to start searching. So not with my brother, but she says that if he ever gets a divorce, that's definitely something that will be on her to-do list. Okay, let's first talk about the obvious part of this confession. <laughs> Your brother? Your well-hung younger brother? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how and why are, do you have this kink? I wonder. I would love to psychoanalyze the guy, but I'm not going to harp too much on that. But what I will say is don't let your wife fuck your brother, okay? <laughs> the fact that she's down for it if he gets divorced is crazy. I wonder how that conversation went. Uh, most of the time, we're talking about how couples have a hard time putting their fantasies out on the table. And here we have a guy who has one of the craziest fantasies I've ever heard of. And not only was he able to put it on the table and did, his girl was down for it. Imagine your guy came to you and said, I want you to fuck someone else and I want it to be my brother. <laughs> or your girl came to you and said, oh my God, I want you to fuck another girl. I want it to be my sister. Oh my God. So many guys just got hard, right? <laughs> that is like a hot porn scenario. And this is where I think sometimes porn comes into play because they do mock up these kinds of crazy scenarios in porn. 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And maybe that's where this guy got this kink. I don't know. The fact that his wife is down for it is a little odd. I wouldn't want to go there. I wouldn't want to fuck my partner's brother. I think that's something that you keep as a fantasy. (laughs) Hopefully the brother will never get divorced. The good news is this guy's girl is down for it. I think a lot of girls wouldn't be down to go and fuck another guy for their guy. A lot of times when a guy brings it up to a girl, she thinks it's a trap. Oh, you want me to go fuck another guy? So then you could go fuck another girl, (laughs) right? Or they're worried because what if their guy sees them differently after they fuck somebody else? Those are the things that I hear from hot wives that got into hot wifing. Like those were their first feelings when it was brought up. But I think the majority of women, when if it was brought up, would be like, no fucking way. So this girl's down. I know for me, I never had one guy say to me like, hey, would you want to fuck somebody else? I always say on my show that I was super surprised by this kink. This is one of the things that totally took me by surprise when I started to do my show because I always had guy friends. I was always open with them. They were always open with me, but nobody ever told me that they were into this at all. Not one, which is bizarre because I was very open. And then when I started doing my show, I realized there's all these guys calling into my show are into it. And then all the people downloading the episodes are into it too. (laughs) They're always my most highly downloaded episodes. The hot wife, cuck, stag ones, the ones where the guys get to watch their girl fuck somebody else. So many guys are into it. So many guys are into it that they even call up and make up phony stories about it. Okay. All of my fact or fiction episodes (laughs) are Guys who were calling in and lying about the fact that their girl is fucking someone else because it's that much of a fantasy of theirs and they just are never going to bring it up to their wives because like I said, most girls would be like, no fucking way. Because I think it is hard for a girl to find a guy that they are physically interested in. It's difficult for so many reasons. I know, like I said, not one guy ever brought it up to me of my friends and not one guy ever dated and slept with. And I had straight up booty calls that could have totally come to me and asked me that question. And I would have, wouldn't have dumped them because we weren't like romantically involved, but not one of them ever said, Hey, do you want to fuck somebody else in front of me? Like it's, yeah, I'm surprised, right? Considering how many people are into this, but (laughs) there was one guy that I used to bang and this is in my drinking days. So I was always drunk when this would happen. And this is a fucked up thing to do. Like whenever we would be banging at his place or wherever we were, one of his friends would always come in and try and join, okay? (laughs) He never had a conversation with me about it before or after. He never told me that he was into that. But obviously his friends were in the know and obviously he had done this before because all of his friends, more than one friend, 
had walked in on us while we were having sex and tried to join in. And he was never like, no, get out. <laughs> he always left it up to me. And I was always the one to be like, no, thank you. Bye-bye. Even in my drunken haze, I wasn't into it. Because that's not the way you get a girl into something like that. You don't wait until she's drunk and you're fucking her and see if she winds up taking one for the team. Because you know what? Sometimes a drunk girl might wind up doing it because you caught her off guard and she's horny and she doesn't know what to do. So she just goes for it and fucks you and your friend. And then the next day she's like horrified and you've scarred her for life because (laughs) that is like a bait and switch. That's like a fucked up thing to do to somebody in the middle of action. I was always like the type of person that's going to do what the fuck I want. You can't get me to do something that I don't want. I'm just that kind of person. But a lot of women are nicer than I am. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually better that they're nicer than me. (laughs) And they might do it because they don't know how to say no. But let me tell you, they're not going to be happy about it. And that's fucked up on your part. So if you want your girl to fuck another guy, don't ever try to do it the way my guy would because it never worked for him. I never fucked somebody else. And if it worked with other girls, they probably got really pissed off at him. The best thing to do is you have to talk it out, bring it up to your girl. And I'd bring it up gently and talk about it being a fantasy first. Don't go straight to like reality. (laughs) Ease in and see if it's something that she would like. Nowadays, a lot of people wind up doing stuff like that because they just put their fantasies on the table and they started role playing and then one thing led to another and before you know it she's fucking other people he's fucking other people and everyone's good to go now this couple (laughs) at least they're looking for other people and his younger well-hung brother is married and how does he know by the way how does he know that his younger brother is well-hung like he said oh because i was we played football together what does that mean in the guy world like when you play football with other guys do you know that they're well hung because you see them in tight pants or do you know that they're well hung because you play football and you see them in the shower afterwards like those are the two scenarios that I'm imagining right I don't know I'm not a guy I never played football so how do you know if you play football is it the pants tight pants thing or is it the shower thing I don't know but the fact that this guy knows that his brother is well hung and he wants his wife to fuck him is uh is a interesting kind of kink he's got going down but like I said I can't analyze it because he's not on the show I would have a million questions for him this is one of those things where you know keep that shit a fantasy don't live that out in reality just mock it up with your girl pretend she fucked your brother or you fucked her stepsister or whatever kind of thing you're into but don't do it in real life because that could just lead to all kinds of crazy things. Too close to home. Don't shit where you eat. Like how many other sayings could we attach to how, how fucked up that scenario would be? Like I said, I know it might be a hot porn. I, I know it might be a hot fantasy for some people, but keep it a fantasy. There are some things that should be left a fantasy and not lived out in reality. So anyway, on to the next confession. Hey, really need some advice. About 10 years ago, when Backpage was very popular, I became obsessed with Asian massage parlors. I'm happily married, have been for a long time, uh, two adult kids, very healthy sex life, great sex life, kinky sex with my wife, threesomes, all sorts of stuff. But I'd become obsessed with Asian massage parlors. I refuse to have sex in an Asian massage parlor, but I love hand job or a blow job, especially if there's no condom. But I'm not sure if it's healthy. My wife does not know. 
I've talked to a lot of my friends about it, male and female, and they both have, some have said, hey, that's cheating. I've had a lot of my friends say, no, that's not cheating at all. It's just part of the Asian massage parlor process. I get a hand job would. I don't know if a blow job would, but just curious to get your two cents on a married male going to a massage parlor for the happy ending. Thank you so much. Love your show. Okay, so, I, you know, I got two massage parlor confessions here. And listen, this is not so... Uh, uncommon. I know guys who go to these and I'll tell you all about it. But first I'm going to talk about this guy. I mean, what's really super interesting is this guy is cheating. Uh, I don't know if he sought out to do it, if he went to a place, thought he was getting a regular massage and then get uh, got one. I don't know. But he obviously goes back. The fact that he's questioning whether it's cheating means that some part of him believes that it is. And the fact that some people think it's not is hilarious. Okay. Because <laughs> obviously it is. I would say though, if uh, your guy is cheating, that's the best way you would want him to cheat, right? You don't want him cheating with his secretary at work, do you? <laughs> do you want him cheating with the girl that lives in your building or the neighbor? No. Do you want him to be cheating with uh, somebody on vacation? No, I think a massage parlor hookup is the best case scenario because <laughs> it's transactional. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That girl's never going to date your guy. She's not even really kissing him. She's most likely not getting naked. I've heard some stories that where they do go further than the ones you're going to hear here. But what I will say is it's definitely cheating. And just because I say it's the way I would want my guy to cheat on me, I still think cheating is wrong. Okay, duh. But <laughs> if you want your guy to go out and get serviced by somebody else because you're not interested in sex anymore, send him to a massage parlor. Listen, a lot of people think going and getting a happy ending at a massage parlor is like the lowest form of action, right? Anytime anyone in the public eye has been busted at massage parlors, remember that big famous guy who owns like the 49ers or something? He was like the guy who owns like one of those major football teams. I forget his name. I forget the team, but he was busted in Florida. Okay, where my parents live in Florida, he was busted at a massage parlor getting happy endings. And it was like a joke. It's like a joke. Oh, my God, what a loser. Like this guy's going and getting happy endings. But let me just tell you something about happy endings. Okay, because I have a friend who's like that guy who owns the sports team. They call those guys, the guys that are at like the top 2% that have hundreds of millions of dollars. They call them swinging dicks. Okay, I have a really good friend who's a swinging dick. Okay, swinging dicks could fuck whoever they want. Sorry, it's true. Girls dig guys with money and power. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's no different than guys liking girls because they're young and hot. Okay, what's more shallow? If anything, the guy that just likes a girl because of her fucking looks is worse if you want to be judge judgy about it. The girl who likes a guy who's worked his fucking ass off to make a lot of cash, uh, that's, that says something about his personality. It's not just his money. It says something about who he is. He's a boss, okay? Girls like alpha male bosses, guys who could take care of business. I'm going to say one thing more about this, okay? It is just an animal instinct for women to be attracted to men in positions of power and money. Just like it's an animal instinct for a man to be more attracted to a younger woman who is fertile, okay? As a female animal, I need to go find a male animal who is going to take care of my babies. If I was a cow and I was grazing on the field, 
I would not be going after the lazy cow in the corner who was laying down licking his balls, okay, and never doing anything. Because I would know in my ovaries, in my cow ovaries, that fucking lazy cow is not going to take care of my cow babies, okay? <laughs> I'm going to go after the hardworking cow. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. That's what animals do. Okay, so women being attracted to men, it's just their animal instinct to take care of their babies. A lot of people think if a girl's married to a guy with money she's using him. It's ridiculous. Most women are not going to stay married to a guy for 40 years and use him the whole time. I mean, maybe she's attracted to him because he has money and that's shallow because she's like, oh, he could pay all my bills. But eventually I'm sure she winds up liking him, okay, and falling in love with him. This whole sort of thing of people thinking like there's gold diggers out there and stuff. There are, but it's not the majority of women, okay? Most women aren't gold diggers. Uh, most women are just attracted to guys with cash because just like a cow, they're going to be more attracted to that than the lazy cow. <laughs> now, the other thing is with men, it's no different. Men are attracted to younger women because they have ovaries. They're still producing eggs and they can make babies. A male animal is supposed to make babies. So younger women that look fertile are going to make that make their dicks harder because as an animal, they need to procreate. Okay, so it's the same shit. If there was a cow, they'd be going after the young calf. That's what they're called, right? <laughs> Not a cow baby. So anyway, that's why swinging dicks get a lot of chicks. Okay, they're the most hardworking cow on the on on the field. <laughs> And my swinging dick friend used to always tell me about his happy ending experiences. He had no problem copping to it. And I was always making fun of him like anybody else. But after a while, through talking to my swinging dick friend, I learned about happy ending massages and why they're so great. Like he used to be like, Kathy, you don't understand. There is no mouth out there that could do what two hands can do at one time time and he would do this motion where one hand was like twisting a cock in one way and another hand was twisting the cock in another way I don't know I'm just going to tell you this guys are going to these places because a good hand job with two hands done by a professional who knows what she's fucking doing is better than any BJ out there it is not for losers okay everyone thinks that hasn't been it's for loser guys and why would anyone do it and it's like the lowest form of hookup so uh leave guys alone that go to them this guy is cheating okay it's fucking cheating then why are you cheating on your wife your wife is into kinky sex you're having threesomes you're doing all sorts of stuff you said okay threesomes meaning you're fucking other people you guys have brought in third person into your sex life uh, you've either seen her blow another guy or go down another girl but yet you still are doing other things behind her back. Why? You obviously have a woman in front of you who is open and down. Why not ask her to go to the massage parlor with you? I'm sure she could get a happy ending too. I know two women in my life who have gotten happy endings when they have gotten a massage. One is my friend's nanny and she is an older woman. I swear. 
swear to God, she told me flat out. She got a happy ending massage by accident once and she fucking loved it and went with it. And then another one was my boss when I worked someplace. She told me she wound up same thing by accident. Some guy was massaging her and he gave her a happy ending and she went with it and it was great. <laughs> so like your wife could be getting the same thing. You guys could be there together doing it. Why not bring that into your life? Why cheat? on your girl that always blows my mind it's weird to me but I wonder sometimes it's like that thing where like someone has a little bit of something and then they just want more and more so you're getting like these threesomes you're doing this kinky stuff with your wife and then you're like oh I got to do more kinky things and then you just go off and do something on your own bring your wife with you you know uh, take her take her along ask her if she be down to going to massage parlor don't tell her you've been going without her okay don't tell her that shit but like you know, pretend it's something that's on your bucket list, see if she wants to go with you. And then hopefully she's down and you guys could do it together. You know, maybe you wouldn't be so obsessed then, <laughs> you know, maybe a part of that session is because it's something that is naughty and something that you can't have. So you're obsessed and you can't stop. And maybe that's also part of the reason why it's so good. Unfortunately, sometimes the whole cheating aspect of it is what makes something hotter to people. And that's a fucked up whole other story that I just don't want to get into now. But, you know, I say stop cheating on your girl. See if she'll go with you. Because if anyone would, it's someone like your wife who's kinky and open. So put that on the table and see before you get caught. Okay, because you don't want to lose your wife. She sounds down and open and cool. You don't want to you don't want to lose her. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Okay, and also don't knock the massage parlor (laughs) hand jobs until you've had one. I'm running another massage parlor confession next because this guy is going to tell you something that my guy friend never told me. You're going to have to listen to see what he has to say. It'll probably make you go, hmm, maybe I should go to a massage parlor. (laughs) Anyway, on to that confession. Hey, Kathy, love the show. Just had a funny story, interesting, something I've never heard of. I went for a Happy ending massage. This one place that might have been during busy hours. I think they were shorthanded. And I go in there, and there's an old Asian man sitting on the couch in the waiting area, making small talk, just kind of uncomfortable. I go to the back, and the room's almost completely dark. And this really old woman comes in, might have been in her 70s. And I was like, I thought about leaving. I wasn't going to do anything to her. So I figured, what the hell, see what happens. And she gave a really good massage to my back and towards the end of that she put two fingers right near your ass she grabbed your tank and kind of stroked it all the way to your balls and i don't even think she touched my dick and within a few seconds i came it was very startling it seemed like it came out of nowhere there's no buildup. it's very weird i jumped up I was completely surprised she cleaned me off removed that towel and put a new one down finished the massage on the front and came out. Man was making more small talk. It was just uncomfortable. I think that might have been his wife. I don't know. They were about the same age. And it was just so strange to me. I had to go back. So I did. And a different girl, younger, gave me the same massage, did the same thing. Made me come without getting hard just by massaging your taint area. It was so weird. I went back again. Same thing. I guess it's a technique that they teach. Maybe some listeners would like to try that on their partner. I don't know. I figured I would put it out there. I've never heard of it. Never thought it was possible. Dick doesn't get hard. They don't put anything in your ass. It damn sure makes you come. 
feels good, but it's uh, a little unsatisfying and not get a hard on. Come with no hard on, but I just thought I'd share it. Thanks for the podcast. Okay, so this guy is getting what's called a prostate massage, and that is what he's having, a prostate orgasm. Now, guys who have called into my show have called the prostate orgasm like the best thing they've ever had. I say it in my Butter Wellness ads. Butter Wellness is a sponsor of mine, and I love them because they have a prostate massager, which you use right on your taint, just like he said, you use it on your taint, and you buzz it along, and you give that prostate a massage from the outside. You don't even have to put anything on the inside and you too can have a prostate orgasm. Now, my friend who goes to the happy ending place always talked about the hand jobs, the, them using their hands. He never told me about the prostate massage. That's a smart move. Somehow they taught all the people that work at that place how to give a guy a prostate orgasm. Most guys haven't had one. So I'm sure so many guys are like this guy, totally mesmerized by like what just happened and wanting for it to happen again. I mean, he said he went back and there was another girl and he's going to probably go back again. And maybe some of you are going to go check it out. I don't know that every happy ending place gives you a prostate orgasm, look into prostate orgasms, have your girl or your wife or whoever try yourself, give yourself one because they are great. It, just like this guy says, like the, these people did on him, you just have to massage your taint. Your taint is that little spot in between your balls and your asshole. And if you massage it on the top, you don't even have to put something in your ass. You're going to have what's called a prostate orgasm. And listen, I'm not a guy, I can't have one, but everybody says best fucking orgasm ever. Anyway, enough about happy endings. Let's get another crazy confession. Hey there, my name's Jay. I'm a bisexual man. And a couple of weekends ago, I do have a partner who's black. He has an 11-inch penis, and he can fit his entire 11-inch cock up my ass. And I love having him absolutely just fuck the shit out of my ass. Fucks me hard. But he arranged for five other men to come over. And I took all five of those guys back to back to back bareback. And then my man came in after that and rammed that 11-inch cock so deep in my fucking ass. Oh, God, that felt so good. Came all over. I had come all over the place. Oh, it felt so good. I absolutely am obsessed with getting gangbanged in my ass. And I absolutely love having that man's 11-inch cock completely up my hole where I can feel his ball slapping against mine and I just can't get enough of it. I love big black dick. Oh my God. I was thinking maybe I need to bleep this one out. This guy is hardcore. Gangbangs galore. Bareback gangbangs. I cannot handle that word bareback. People are so fucked up. I mean, are you crazy letting it, a bunch of guys uh, fuck you bareback i mean that is crazy sometimes i wonder are these confessions like true is this guy really doing this or this like some sort of hot fantasy and i only say that because he talks about he's how he's got this partner i think that's probably true he's bisexual that's um, obviously true it's not really easy to set up a gangbang where did his guy find all these guys to show up i have had gangbang girls on and guys who have gone to gangbangs and guys who set up gangbangs and it is like setting up a 
party, okay? It's not easy. You want to get five guys to a gangbang, you got to invite 40, okay? And maybe, hopefully, five will show up. And maybe you're going to like three. I don't know. In this guy's life, it seems like, you know, his guy just called a bunch of guys and he didn't care who they were and they just fucked him in the ass. Maybe that's true. I mean, I have had people on who have gone to, like, adult theaters and just fucked random people, but... I sometimes do wonder when I get these really extreme confessions, whether they're true. That's why I like doing my show and talking to people for a whole hour because I could ask them a million questions. And I really am like Judge Judy. You never know what I'm going to ask you. So if you're lying, you're always going to be busted. So listen, bisexual, bareback, anal, gangbang lover. <laughs> if you are listening to this. Come on my show and let me ask you more questions because I wonder, is this your fantasy or is it reality? Gangbang happens to be a, a huge fantasy for not only men, but women too. When I had Afterglow CEO on my show, Afterglow is like porn made for women by women. She said the most downloaded porn for women on her site was gangbang porn. A lot of women have a gang bang fantasy. It's highly downloaded. Like I said, not just for guys, but for women. Is this guy like women and he has a fantasy or is he actually letting people fucking bareback like this? I don't know. It's a great confession though. It's so hardcore. I don't know if I'm going to bleep it or not when I edit it because it's almost too much. But anyway, on to the next confession. Hi, this is Paul. This year, we will have been married for 40 years, and I have been a cuckold for 39 years. I have not had intercourse in 38 and a half years. My wife played a lot. This is a girl who was going to be a nun, and I suggested swinging, and she was reluctant at first and eventually decided to do it. And that first night, she took off. I was blessed with a micro penis, and I do mean blessed because I'm quite content with it. And luckily, over all this time, my wife has had a lot of fun. And every two weeks, she sets up a little scenario where she'll tie me up and jerk me off and fill me in on what she's done over those couple weeks. Occasionally, she will take pictures or videos and send them to me. She's even called me at my office when I'm working and will sometimes have an orgasm on the phone and surprise the heck out of me. But for not having had intercourse for 38 and a half years and being cuckolded for so long, I think I'm blessed and I'm very lucky with what we do. Thanks. Have a great day. Okay, so this guy is an extreme cock, a true cuckold. Now, I... If he called me and said he was married for three years and he hadn't fucked her in two and a half years, I would be like, five years from now, you're going to be divorced. Because typically, my hot wife cuck stories that go wrong are the ones that involve this kind of extreme cuckold scenario. No reclaiming sex, no intimacy, no intercourse between the partners. But this guy is here to say he's married 39 years and it's working for him. Uh, you know, a guy with a micro penis that digs it is a very common thing. There's something called SPH, small penis humiliation. Most got a lot of guys that wind up having a really small dick wind up getting turned on by the fact that they have one and getting into it, which I think is probably a great way to be. It's way better than feeling totally self-conscious and depressed your whole life, right? Because you know what? You're not packing. Why not turn it into a turn on? This guy did. He's proud of his micro penis. 
and he's successful. But I will say that I have a lot of couples on my show that do the hot wifing thing. The girl goes out and fucks guys. Most of the time, the guys in the room watching, they're doing it together. But sometimes they do it solo. And that's always a little bit scarier. But I've had many couples do solo play successfully. But what's always in their stories that is lacking in the stories that go wrong is reclaiming sex. The couple is always coming back to each other. It's about them together and what that outside play is doing for them as a couple as opposed to the wife just going out fucking a guy it's her business she's having fun and then she comes home and calls it a day and doesn't even fuck her guy what happens in a lot of those situations there's a window of opportunity for that woman to one day fall for one of her bulls and I've heard that story many times before it's a tragic story because the guy who is the extreme cuck typically can't help be into being denied and it becomes almost like compulsive and even though it's kind of like a train wreck like you know what's going to happen he can't stop it because he's obsessed with it and ultimately it does lead to endings where the wife does wind up falling for one of her bulls and who's to blame in that situation I think it's a very slippery slope when you are not coming back and reclaiming each other. I mean, it sounds like this guy's wife is giving him hand jobs and sending him pics, and it is a part of their play. They are playing still together, but the lack of intimacy between them, I would think is worrisome, but like I said, I mean, this guy's been with her for 39 years, so obviously it works for them, but... I would say if you are looking to get into the hot wife situation, and even if you're an extreme cuck, proceed with caution when it comes to solo play. Make sure reclaiming sex is there and don't deny yourself sex with your wife for that long because sex is more than just sex for both men and for women. It's it's a part of being intimate with each other. And when you don't have that in your relationship, sometimes people could grow apart. It's just a fact. It happens all the time, even when there's no hot wife situation happening, right? How many couples out there or they're in a sexless marriage and they're just not connecting anymore on that level? And like I said, it's not just about not having that physical satisfaction from your partner. Sex means so much more in a relationship. And so when it's not there, it can do a lot of damage. So be careful. If you play solo, make sure to have reclaiming sex. Don't do it like this guy. He's a rare find okay this is a rare story i should have him on the show and hear the whole story but anyway on to the next confession hey there this is jose i've been dating this girl for the past two years and our sex life has been really good so far but i've been trying to kink things up a little bit more and she's starting to get on board with it we've been using an app called spicer but it's about adding dares and yes no's and maybe scenarios a little bit about me i've always been in the lifestyle I love doing threesomes, group play, swinging, all of that. I'm very kinky and open sexually. And since I've been with her, we have actually done, we started out very vanilla, but we're starting to do kinkier sex. Now she's starting to play with my ass. We're doing prostate play. We got sex toys now. She never had sex toys before. So I have a little collection growing for her. She has about three vibrators now, four dildos, a couple butt plugs, and we're just moving around like that. 
something I've been trying to get into big time with her is trying to make her a hot wife or a stag vixen, really. I would love doing threesomes or couple plays. Even seeing her with another guy, I find it super, super hot. Lately, we've been doing a little bit more of exhibitionism. been getting her some dresses from Wicked Weasel, so those are very see-through, but she's very scared to wear it. I've gotten her to flash me a couple of times in public and then take pictures of it, so she's getting sexually open right there. But I just wanted to confess that and make it more open if you had any advice. I'm a new listener, but now I'm watching or re-listening to all the old podcasts, so hopefully I get a shout-out uh, in this next one. I'll keep an ear out. And if you have any advice on trying to make her into a vixen so I can be a stag, let me know. Thanks. Okay, listen. This guy's looking for advice. I personally think you are doing everything Right. It does not sound like you are pushing her to do things. It sounds like you are slowly getting her to be interested in things that she has never been interested in before. And that's what it's all about. I love that you got her into toys. I think any woman who's never got into toys can't imagine what's out there. There's so many great toys to bring into the bedroom. Toys are always great. I love that you brought toys into the situation exhibitionism is fun. I have a little bit of that in me. I realized that when I went to a nude beach, uh, I was like, oh, I like for other people to see me walking around naked in the daytime. It's kind of (laughs) hot. So that's always fun, but you don't want to get in trouble. Okay. But little naughty stuff like that is super fun. And I love that you're kind of pushing her boundaries, but in a safe way without bringing other people into your relationship just yet. Women, a lot of times, are very fearful about crossing that line and going out and like screwing another guy for their guy, even if their guy says they want it, because their biggest fear is that if they do that, their guy is going to see them differently. Another thing that I think is a big part of it is it's not easy for women to find guys they're attracted to. It's not, we're not wired like men. We don't see a good looking guy and get wet for him. It's not like that. We have to know him. We have to meet him. We have to talk to him. We got to get the whole story. Like it's the whole package that women are into. That's why you see some not so great looking guys with some hot girls because that guy's probably got game. He's got something that girl likes. It's more than his looks. We're just wired like that. So it's not like she's just going to go find a guy that she's going to want to bang super easily. I mean, she loves you. She likes banging you, but you want to make sure that she knows that she could go about picking and choosing the guy in whatever way she wants. I've heard some girls who get into hot wifing who wind up starting out with somebody that they were with before. I think if some guy wanted me to do something like that, I don't know that I'd necessarily go onto an app and look for some guy I never met. I think I'd call up one of my old booty calls and be like, you want to do this with me? Like, that's what I would do because I'm wired like other girls. I'm not just going to meet a guy, a stranger and get into fucking him in two seconds. I need a little bit of foreplay and foreplay for women is getting to know them. So I would pick up one of my old booty calls. Um, Sometimes, like I said, I have heard women going for their exes and stuff. Not sure if this girl is that type that has like an ex booty call. A lot of girls don't have booty calls. They just have relationships. And most likely all of her ex-boyfriends are coupled up already and stuff. So maybe that's not an option for her, but you need to figure out how she would feel comfortable 
finding a guy if she's ever going to do it. But what I would say before you do that is start role playing that scenario in your bedroom. Even role play that scenario when you go out and about. Go to a bar. I've talked about this before. Go to a bar. Let her sit alone and you sit at the other end and let her flirt with guys and you watch and let her see what it's like to get attention for guys. And then you guys could go home and pretend that she took that guy home and, you know, you guys are like fucking him and stuff like role play that scenario. Don't have her take the guy's number. Of course, she's, you're not going to bring the guy back, but pretend that's happening, right? Role play it. I just had a girl on who talked about the fact that her guy wanted to see her with other guys. He was really interested in that. So he went online to like looking for guys. And in the meantime, he they also bought a fucking machine. Now, when someone first brought up a fucking machine recently, it's not like a Sibian. It's a fucking machine. It's got like a dildo on the end and it moves in and out. It's uh, I Googled it on Amazon. You could get one for a couple hundred bucks. It's not that expensive, right? I think like maybe 300 it was. Um, he got a fucking machine. And once they got that fucking machine, they started role playing the fact that that fucking machine was another guy. She was getting railed by it while she was blowing him and all that kind of good stuff. And he was so into it that they don't have any desire anymore to even go out and actually hook up with another guy because they just role play it. The other thing that they did to get themselves off on that hot wife stag vixen scenario is they started posting dirty videos online. They started hooking up with couples that way. And they, like I said, are so into what they're doing and satisfied by it that they decided never to open up their relationship to anybody else. So I wonder if you start there and then maybe if it never goes anywhere else, maybe that will be enough. But I think doing it super safe like that for a girl who's never done anything like that is the best way to do it. Because I have had many couples on my show that started out that way. And unlike this couple, eventually crossed the line and did go out and do it in real life. And these were couples that never thought that they would. So it's not impossible to get her to cross over, but you got to go slowly. It sounds like you're doing the right thing. I would start role playing the hot wife scenario without the pressure of her thinking that this has to be something that you do in real life. Just be happy with that for now and let her know that. Don't push for the real thing. Let her know that this is safe and you guys could go there and this is all you're going to do. And then eventually, maybe she'll change her mind. And what I'm really trying to say here that I just realized is let it be her decision. Let her decide. And if you get her horny enough for this scenario, maybe one day it will be her decision. And if it's not, you're going to have to deal with it. But if you guys are good at role playing... You can have a lot of fun like this other couple that was just on my show. This couple's having all kinds of fun. They're getting tr- cum tributes and guys sending in all stuff. If you want to get off on that scenario, there's a lot you could do before you actually cross the line. So that's my advice for you. Keep listening to podcasts, my podcast. I have so many different stories on and there are so many different ways that people wound up getting to where you want to be, which is that hot wife scenario. So listen to the good ones, listen to the ones that go bad so you know what not to do, but you're doing everything right. I say start role playing. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. If anybody wants to submit a question, a confession for these confession episodes, call the confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Now make sure you're in a quiet place, please. 
You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. I change everybody's voices. And if you leave a good confession, it'll make it on the, one of the next Confessions episode. Thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly